Peace, family. My name is Vicki Dillon for African Diaspora News Channel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to give us a big thumbs up, thumbs up, and share the broadcast. Thank you so very much. Now, family, if you know anything about me, you know that um, I'm not just a media contributor, media personality. I'm first and foremost a prophetic voice. I'm first a spiritual. And so the aim of some of my broadcast and commentary is also uh, to weave in a spiritual element uh, in my own unique way, yes, considering, as well as um, some foretelling, if possible. So our goal is not to be able to just, you know, read what's already written, but for us to be aware and be thinking futuristically, because when we have insight into things that could possibly take in the, uh, that things that could possibly occur in the future, and we can plan accordingly, uh, that in and of itself is of extraordinary benefit and advantage. Yes. Well, I was reading this piece that was written some months back, and it was detailing how NATO got involved in the Libya affair a few years ago. And as we know, ultimately took out brother Muammar Gaddafi, which of course we know Libya is part of Africa. Well, in me contemplating how that occurred and me looking at some of the movements that have been taking place uh, with Russia, because many folks don't know that NATO, um, after the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, there was an agreement that the NATO would not expand. This was a part of the agreement with members of the, form, uh, of the uh, former Soviet Union, which of course included Russia. So this notion that Russia just without um, any provocation just started a war with um, Ukraine is just absolutely asinine. Uh, the United States and, and the West admits that there was an agreement many, many years ago that they would not expand NATO. And they have absolutely rejected and ignored their agreements that they made with Russia. This is what many folks may or may not know. And that's important. Well, NATO, which is really, um, of course, you, you may know that obviously it, it, it represents this North Atlantic uh, Treaty, um, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, actually NATO, um, it's supposed to be restricted mostly to these European areas. And of course, the United States helped during its incipiency under the guise of Europe so that America could basically keep her hegemony in check by still wielding her power in Europe because she had something to do with this formation, but we'll leave that alone for now. So we know that's what NATO uh, stands for, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And it's supposed to be restricted mostly to certain European areas, yes. But we see that she went beyond that in Libya, but that was not really the first time a European country engaged itself on the continent in that way. Well, further down on this piece I was reading, it says conversations at NATO headquarters about quote unquote out of area operations took place with increasing frequency after NATO joined the war on Afghanistan. Did you all know that? 
A senior official at NATO told me in 2003 that the United States had, quote, developed an appetite to use NATO in its attempt to project power against possible adversaries. Two years later in 2005, in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, NATO began to cooperate closely with the African Union. Y'all know I'm, I believe in sounding the alarm to my family around the world. Talk black to me, somebody. NATO began to cooperate closely with the African Union. NATO began to cooperate not only with them, but the AU, which was formed in 2002, was the successor to the Organization of African Unity, struggled to build an independent security structure. The lack of a viable military force meant that the AU often turned to the West for assistance and asked NATO to help with logistics and aircraft support for its peacekeeping missions in Sudan. Now, how many of you all know that we've been covering, myself and my lovely colleagues, the fact that Ghana has accepted over 100 and some odd vehicles from the West? You all have been seeing where Haiti was willing to send their own police force um, President Ruto, excuse me, was willing to send his own police force into Haiti. Yes. Now, of course, thankfully, their court there has for now slowed that down, but we'll see what, what takes place. We see that there are some strange things that are going on and allegations that have been lodged against um, the president of Ghana, as well, some say, for selling out his country concerning these maybe suspicious military connections. We know that we did back-to-back nonstop coverage of the betrayal and some of us considered to be treasonous type behavior from ECOWAS during some of the uprisings in the Sahel threatened uh, military action against those nations on behalf of the West. I need y'all to connect the dots. Are you seeing this? So I'm saying that due to America and the West desperation for its hegemony and its military control, and of course, the way that she keeps her imperialism in check is by and through her military might, which is why the United States has about a thousand militaries and installations around the world. What in the world? That's madness. America very well might be depleting much of its military personnel, whether it's actual soldiers or them going to other countries to train some of its resources, its weapons, its drones, so forth and so on. Certainly our very black taxpayer dollars that's going towards funding these secret and covert and clandestine missions all over the world that the average American knows nothing about but destabilizing the planet, taking out government leaders that they don't agree with, putting in place puppets and the corrupt to keep their nations split, mess making so that there's always fighting on the continent of Africa in the Middle East and so forth so that those countries never develop because what will happen if they develop and stop fighting? They will become a superpower that will be formidable against America in the West. And they can't have that. My concern 
is when we see the blueprint for how America moved with Libya. Those things that I just referenced about some of his connections during this meeting in 2005 in Ethiopia, his connections to the AU. And of course, we know many of the African nations didn't trust uh, the United States and the West, which is why AFRICOM is not technically on the continent. <laughs> but nevertheless, that doesn't mean that there's not influence that's still being wielded by it. Talk black to me, somebody. Meaning the headquarters is not technically on the continent. Watch this. A part of, a part of um, Libya and NATO's framework in Africa, NATO's war on Libya changed the dynamics of the relationship between the African countries and the West. The AU was wary of the Western military intervention in the region. In March 2011, the AU's Peace and Security Council set up a high-level and ad hoc committee on Libya. Many of its uh, members of the committee included the AU chairperson at the time, Dr. Jinping, other heads of state of five African nations and so forth. Uh, it discusses some of the, the names here, including President Museveni. It says it was supposed to fly into Tripoli, Libya and negotiate between the two sides of the Libyan war, the Libyan civil war soon after the committee's formation. Now, how many of you all know I did a piece months and months back here where we highlighted President Museveni said that they tried to intervene to prevent them taking out Muammar Gaddafi, but he said NATO forced them to leave. He said on their own continent. And President Museveni admitted that the African nations were too weak, that they allowed these foreigners to tell them what to do on their own land. As this article mentions and admits, the UN Security Council, it says, however, prevented this mission from entering the country. There's more that's being said here, but this part is interesting where it says chaos in Libya set in motion a series of catastrophic conflicts in Mali, southern Algeria, and parts of Niger. The French military intervention in Mali in 2013 was followed by the creation of the G5 Sahel, a political platform of the five Sahel states, Burkina Faso, Chad, Mali, Marantana, Niger, a military alliance between them, right? It talks about how in 2014, NATO opened a liaison office at the AU headquarters in Ethiopia. At NATO's Wales Summit in September 2014, the alliance partners considered the problems in the Sahel that entered the alliance's readiness action plan, which served as the driver of NATO's military adaptation to the changed and evolving security environment. I'm saying that even though this piece was talking about fairly recent in our lifetime events where NATO has made its way onto the continent. That's an out of area location based on their treaty family. And I'm saying that because of all the uprisings in the world, what's taking place certainly on the continent, obviously, what's taking place also as we can see um, in Gaza and so forth, right? Don't think it to be out of the questions that the United States and the West won't find any and every excuse to tap in 
all of their military resources, even if it looks like NATO. And I just want the family to be careful and to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. Just giving you the heads up. My name is Vicki Diller. Be sure to check out my website at VickiPlanet.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-Planet.com for my products and services. And be sure to share this broadcast. I can't wait to see you again.